Welcome to How to Change the World. This is a student-produced podcast, researched, written, recorded, and edited by Year 10 students at the McRobertson Girls High School, a public school in Melbourne. In their Year 10 Humanities How to Change the World elective, they were given free reign to choose the social issues they care about and explore how our Australian and global community addresses the challenges that face us. This podcast is entirely their work. This episode is about privacy issues. Enjoy. First, I'd like to make a few introductions. Welcome back to hashtag no filter, unfiltered conversations about social media. I'm Jess, and today we're going to be discussing the issues of privacy in the media today. Is the government really the devil that everyone seems to paint it as? Are scammers really running rampant among us? All of this and more will be revealed. And today, we have a fun surprise. We have four guests, two of which are scammers and two of which are victims. Why didn't we arrest the scammers? The truth is, we don't know who is who either. So it's all up to you, the audience. Put your dear soggers on and a pipe in your mouth as we introduce our first guest, Skame Fatecaller. Actually, my online name is Joe. Joe what? Joe Mama. <laughs> okay, who was responsible for the background checks for the guests? Well, someone's getting fired, that's for sure. Anyway, next up we have Kat Galibla. Can we cut that out? I don't want my full name out there for anyone to steal. Not that I've been in this situation before. <laughs> You're the one who signed up for this thing. Our next guest is Katarina Fisher. Katarina? Hello? Katarina Fisher? Oh, right, yes, um, that's me. Uh, hello, I'm Katarina Fisher, just as it says on my birth certificate. Yep. <laughs> and finally, please welcome our final guest for today, Vic Scummet. Kind of a weird name, is anyone else getting that sense? It's pronounced Skamed. Thank you very much. And I do realize you're name shaming today. I wasn't. Honestly, you invite us onto your show and then make fun of our names, which some of us aren't even comfortable with you saying. Back in my day, we had a thing called common decency. Whatever happened to that? No wonder nobody listens to your show. You know what? Let's just move on. Firstly, what are all of your opinions on social media and the internet age? I hate it. Why? Why do you do that? You know, people don't respect others' privacy. Mind your own business. Oh my goodness. Um, excuse you. Some of us are just trying to make a living. I mean, I I mean, I think like that's what a scam is thinking, you know, like when they do that kind of stuff, like, you know, do those horrible things, you know, like hypothetically, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think we should be vilifying people for being smart enough to capitalise on dumb people on the internet. If anything, these people should know better. 
Preach. Sure. Just blame the victim. Back in my day, criminals were proud of their crimes. Murderers would go around killing people in broad daylight and serve their time honourably. Nowadays, everyone just wants to get away with their crimes. All of this so-called anonymity online. Cowards, I tell you. Okay, moving on. What do you guys think about Facebook's most recent data leak? I mean, if you don't want your data to be leaked, why use Facebook in the first place? What do you mean? How am I supposed to see pictures of my granddaughter? <clears throat> and see all the hot guys online, I guess. Instagram. What's Instagram? Is it another new fandangled thing that the kids are running around with these days? You idiots. Instagram is owned by the same pe- people as Facebook is. The reason they need our data is so the ads you see on Facebook are tailored to what you're interested in, what you search for, etc. Which means there's a bigger chance of you clicking on it. That's how Facebook makes its money, through ads. Google isn't any better either. So that's what I said. Why do you use it if you don't want to? The thing is, is that social media is honestly the best way to connect nowadays. If you want to stay connected to my friends and family, I need to have it. It's basically another necessity at this point. I mean, you could just call them up. Do you honestly think my parents, my co-workers, my boss, my own children, if I had any, would pick up calls from me on a daily basis and talk about their lives with me? They don't even read my messages. Lol, maybe your family is not the problem. Maybe it's you. Hello. Okay, getting a bit heated in here. Here's another one. What is your opinion on the Ashley Madison data breach? Can there be morals to a lack of privacy? Do you expect me to have any pity for cheaters? You get what you deserve. What makes me want to laugh is that people actually signed up for something that is exactly for cheating. Like, oh my god, are they are they stupid? Why couldn't they use, like, Tinder instead? Then they could be like, oh, you know, like, I was just looking for someone who could spice up our bedroom time. Do you have experience or something? Uh, what? No. I feel like when it comes to this, having transparent data is okay. Well, how do they know you're a cheater in the first place if your data isn't available to them? This is actually an ongoing debate right now. Apparently, the US government wants more access to social media platforms and in turn, make the companies take responsibility for people who post bad things. That's right. The act was about the platforms having to abide by certain protocols set by the government. Basically, it would stop online anonymity and remove security that the platforms have set up to protect the consumers. Everything people will post or comment will be screened and further examined if deemed suspicious. If the companies didn't agree, they will be sued for what the users are posting instead. But this was supposed to help catch online predators. Yeah, but in the end, we're the ones that are going to lose all our privacy. To not only the government, but like literally any somewhat competent hacker. The government has been trying for ages to find an excuse to be able to see exactly what we're doing online. But it's for predators. Isn't this a good reason? It's what I said before. This time, though, the platforms normally have end-to-end encryption, which keeps our data safe and prevents it from being read or modified. If this is dissolved, then it's not only the predators that are going to suffer. Wow, that's so complicated. But shouldn't we give up our privacy for the safety of our children? Back in my day, 
predators would just approach us after school. A step too close and they'd get hit by my mother's purse. And I was just a young lassie. Now they think they can hide behind encryption. Bunch of cowards. The government just doesn't understand that attacking them online isn't as good as hitting them in real life. Okay, boomer. So, guys, what do you consider more important to you, privacy or security online? What exactly is the difference? Well, I suppose you could look at it this way. Privacy refers to the rights that the person has to control all of their own personal information. And security relates to how it is protected. Obviously, you'd get this from a third person party. And in my opinion, security is the more important one because once your security has been compromised, your personal details are out in the world, in the public for the world to see. But privacy is still a major issue. Without it, people don't know if their details are being released into more hands than they'd like to. Relating to Facebook, your data is shared with more than just Facebook. It's shared with other companies that you've never even realized. Oh, so is that why all my ads were suddenly about knitting and wool? I thought someone must be spying on me since I'm such an interesting lady. Yeah, I'll say. Those messages you sent me were real interesting. Sorry, what what did you say? I think my hearing aid isn't working too well. Oh, no, nothing. Just, I'm sure you're a lovely lady who I've never talked to before or catfished. Um, well, moving on from that very concerning note, what are all of your opinions on the Australian government's new app? It's specifically designed to help us keep track of the people around us so we know who we've seen in the event of another small outbreak. Breach of privacy? Completely necessary in these uncertain times. What are your thoughts? Completely necessary. Of course. Right now, the government is relying solely on a person's memory to trace who they've been in contact with and track down potential asymptomatic carriers of COVID-19. This is an unreliable source because it's all up to how much someone remembers. That's right. Why, I can barely remember what I had for breakfast this morning. And dear, what was your name? Me? No, no, the, the other one. Me? Ah, yes, you. Um, Catherine Fish something? Katarina Fisher? Yeah, that's what I said. Um, anyway, I'm not too sure about this new app, actually. The Australian government's had quite a few slip-ups in the past. 2016, the census was subjected to a DDoS attack. Medicare numbers up for sale on the dark web, an accidental release of a spreadsheet full of names of asylum seekers, another accidental release of Centrelink information. Need I go on? Oh no, are you telling me that I'm about to be scammed by the Australian government too? That's twice in one week. I, I mean, no, never been scammed too. <laughs> That's alright, Vic. We all slip up from time to time. I don't. I'm not gullible in the least. Did someone say my last name? No, cat. Jeez, you really need to get that hearing aid checked out. Pardon me? You're checking me out? I hardly think that's possible during a podcast. Okay, enough of the unwarranted flooding. No, I, I was saying... Moving on. Terms and conditions. Why are they so important? Getting scammed is really scary, honestly. Not that I've been scammed, but, like, it is scary. Um, You can go to the police, but... If you've legally agreed to whatever terms and conditions that they've said, the police can't do anything about it. According to Google, data privacy is the relationship between collection and dissemination of data. 
technology, the public expectation of privacy, legal and political issues surrounding them. It is also known as data privacy or data protection. When giving your data to a company, it is really important that you check their legal rights to your information. Why? Because they can use the terms and conditions, a legal contract, to sneakily find a way to abuse your trust in them. Yeah, she's right. Terms and conditions can be really sneaky sometimes, even in trusted flat platforms. They could easily throw in a few things. For example, Facebook's TNCs. Coincidentally, I have a few written up here. Okay, we use the data we have, for example, about the connections you make, the choices and settings you select, and what you share and do on and off our products to personalize your experience. This means Facebook tracks every bit of what you do on and off Facebook to give you targeted ads, targeted news, basically a targeted reality. Here's another one. We use the data we have to make suggestions for you and others. For example, groups to join, events to attend, pages to follow or send a message to, shows to watch, and people you may want to become friends with. Stronger ties make for better communities, and we believe our services are most useful when people are connected to people, groups, organizations they care about. Basically, the more Facebook knows you, the more it can use your data for its profit. Also, this better connection thing can be a bad thing too, like influencing Brexit or the US election. Facebook shouldn't have a place in things like that. If Facebook is like this, imagine smaller companies. What shady stuff could they put into their terms and conditions? Oh, but they're always so long. How can anyone sit through that many words? Kids these days, always so impatient. Back in my day. No, no, trust me, they are worth the wait and the time it takes to read. It is so important to read the terms and conditions. They are a legal contract between you and the app. They detail the nature of the relationship between the user and the Apple company and explain how the services should be used and outline the rules. In the case of getting scanned, you can refer to the terms and conditions. This is because the terms and conditions should have a resolution to your problem. If there are terms and conditions from a shady or seeming website or even big companies like Facebook, it could be legally okay for them to take your details as you agreed to the terms and conditions. So please be careful when reading the terms and conditions, as you may be signing yourself up for something you didn't even know of. Alright, we are fast running out of time, so let's get to the best part. How can you tell if an online platform is safe to operate without much of your personal details being given out? What can everyday people do to keep safe online? And, from your personal experiences, what are the biggest mistakes that people should avoid when online? If I'm going to be honest, um, a little while back, I was in a really, really bad place financially. So I was just scrolling through Facebook, you know, like any other person, and I saw an ad. It said, you can win $10,000 if you play this game. So I played that game, but I didn't win $10,000. I got $10,000 stolen from me. Really? Please help me. <laughs> oh my god hey look i don't know why i'm telling you this but here are some like things that you need to do when you're online first of all if someone contacts you search up their n the name they give you see if it's fake because 
people like rarely use real names these days. And if their name is fake, chances are you're getting scammed. Also, don't give your details away easily, okay? No one, like, if someone calls you up and asks for your bank details, what do you think they're going to do with it? Seriously, remember that people can lie. And don't click on things that are too good to be true because 99% of the time, they ain't true. Also, check your emails for, like, any weird activity once in a while, things you didn't sign up for, etc. Also, use a good password, not like password 1234 or something like that. You're going to get hacked in a week. What number should I put after the word password then? You shouldn't have the word password in your password. Oh my god. Man, I really wish I'd known that. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. What does that mean? Oh, um, um, nothing. Well... I was just browsing online and suddenly I got a notification. The Prince of Nigeria was messaging me and I started losing my marbles. We talked and talked until the sun went down and then he asked to meet me and my heart flooded. When I finally got to the place we met up in, he was a she, a 21-year-old woman pretending to be the man that stole my heart forever. Where did all the money I gave him even go? Oh my God. If you're out there, Shahu Abubakar, call me. I miss you. I know we might be moving too fast, but I think I love you. Aw, isn't that so sweet, guys? But I don't think you get it. Shahu Abubakar isn't real. To avoid getting what we in the industry call catfishing, a good suggestion is to avoid talking to random strangers online. Don't talk to anyone you don't know. However, if you're like old cat here and you just can't resist the temptations of a beautiful prince, then a good idea is to reverse image search the photos they post or send to you. Or if they're claiming to be someone famous, just search them up and see if what they're saying adds up. Go on cat, use your wrinkly old fingers and take out your device and search up the prince of Nigeria. Chances are his name is not Shahu Abubakar. Just use your brain, woman, no matter how old and dementia-ridden it is. You do sound like you have mountains of experience. You kids are all getting way too smart for me. Yeah, just been doing some research, that's all. Just research. <clears throat> anyway, that's it from us this week. This has been Hashtag No Filter. Tune in next week for more unfiltered conversations about social media. And hopefully the police are here by now. Skami and Katarina, could you stick around for a bit? I have a few extra questions. Why done? They're winning a prize, aren't they? Honestly, just because they're young and smart, back in my day, anybody could win the prize, even we little babies. My grandfather won the lottery three times before he passed. Us old folks need cash prizes too. Millennials ruined it all. This economy is dying. Shut up, Wait, let's go to the go. Oh my god. Meow. Cluck, cluck. <laughs> cluck, cluck. <laughs> I'm a cow. Moo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
We hope you enjoyed this episode of How to Change the World, a podcast by the Year 10 students of the, the McRobertson Girls High School in Melbourne. Make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss the other episodes in this series. How to Change the World is produced on the lands of the Kulin Nations. Sovereignty was never ceded.